Hi, everybody. Um, happy Tuesday afternoon. Um, today, as it's Mental Health Awareness Week, I'm going to talk about mental health and the good, the bad and the fugly. And to put spin on that, it's just going to be my experience of it. Um, that's all I can give you, really. Can't give you any sciencey bits and pieces, but I can tell you about my experience of mental health. Um, and basically what we'll start with is what I believe my good mental health looks like. So um, it's all quite obvious, really. I think you don't really think about mental health until maybe it's some you're starting to feel shit and you're thinking, well, why am I feeling shit? And um, so good mental health would be being relaxed, um, having healthy relationships, uh, being happy being excited about things, having normal reactions to things generally. So, you know, looking forward to making plans to go on holiday or, you know, just enjoying things um, most of the time. Obviously, as a human being, we're not all farting rainbows constantly and having every day living our best life. I hate all that stuff. Um, like I said before, you can't make every day count. It's bloody knackering. Um, so that's a load of old tripe. Um, but in general, we all know you wouldn't think necessarily you wouldn't think about mental health unless suddenly things started to go um, up Shit's Creek. So what does bad mental health look like, really? Well, it's, I guess it's the flip side of what I've said is good, but you start to feel anxiety. Um, again, nothing that I really thought about until I had bad mental health. Um, so my anxiety uh, materialized in a really bizarre way, which was after my daughter Ali died when she was eight days old. I was obviously d distraught um, and in the midst of obviously learning that I had incurable cancer. And, you know, it sounds totally made up, but it's all true, unfortunately. And I remember like, I couldn't sleep. And I've never had problems with that before. Um, and what I was doing was I was lying awake and I was rubbing the webs of my fingers every night, um, sometimes until they were raw. And because going around and around and around in my head, the thoughts of paper cuts being slit into the webs of my fingers sounds batshit crazy. I know that. And that was probably why I suddenly thought, this is weird. I've never had these feelings before. Why am I lying here rubbing the webs of my fingers? And sometimes it then would materialise into the thoughts of running razor blades over my tongue and things like that. Very weird. But it was, and I would be there just thinking about it constantly. I think it's because on Jackass, I'd seen them doing it to each other at some point. And I'd always thought it was horrible. Um, but then that's how it came out. And it was constant. And, you know, I would just be sat there just rubbing the webs of my fingers and that's when I thought something wasn't 100% right. Obviously, it's not normal to feel completely yourself after you've lost a child anyway. So I knew I wasn't exactly happy, but that's how my anxiety materialized. Obviously, um, and, and since, you know, Ali died um, five years ago, so I do have a lot of coping strategies and things now, and most of the time I'm really happy. And but when I start to feel crap, these are the things that come out. And um, if I have the odd day where I'm feeling a bit rubbish, it will materialise in me shouting more at the kids than maybe I normally would. Um, for feeling sad, you know, but not necessarily having a reason as to why. Um, 
I'm focusing on bad things, really, and the negative things about, about everything and, and like a, a list piling up in front of you of, of, of things that you need to do and then feeling overwhelmed. And I guess that's what bad mental health looks like for me. For other people, it's it's all manner of different things. But, you know, it, it will pop up in such weird ways. But when you notice something, you know yourself, you've lived with yourself your whole life. And when you do things differently, you start to think, oh, this is not really the bog standard me. Um, but what was the absolute fucking ugly mental health for me was um, just after Ali had died. Um, I guess because I was diagnosed with cancer when I was pregnant, the main thing that got me through, oh, having been told I had cancer at 32 and it being unrecognised for nine months and it being really aggressive and you know, really not a cancer that anybody wants to have, not that anyone wants to have cancer, but it's kind of like you're winning, winning the shit lottery um, of like, you've got cancer, you've also got one that's really savage, there's not loads of research about it and also it's probably going to kill you fairly quickly. Um, you know, it was quite overwhelming, but the pregnancy really distracted me from the treatments, the appointments, because I had this really happy thing to, to focus on. Um, but then when Ali died, it was, wasn't something that I expected. Not that anyone ever sits down and thinks about it, really. Um, it completely knocked the wind out of me. And I think because poetically, I thought because I'd turned down certain treatments to to have her so that she would have a, a really good chance that um, romantically, I suppose, I never expected that she would die. And it was unrelated to me having cancer and things like that. It was just another shitty thing to happen in amongst everything else that was happening. And although I had two young boys at home at the time who were one and two years old that really needed their mum, all I could think about was that I wanted to die. And that was because I wanted to be with Ali and protect her for wherever she'd gone. I didn't necessarily have any faith or particular thoughts because I'd never had to consider what happens when you die, you know? Um, but in my head, well, she floated off somewhere and there was nobody to look after her. And that was my fault because I was her mum and I didn't protect her. And I wanted to be with her and that's all I could think about. It was like tunnel vision. I just need to be wherever she is. And I couldn't think about anything else. I couldn't I couldn't eat because I didn't care, even though I was probably starving because I didn't eat for about three weeks. Um, I managed to drink an awful lot of cider, um, but I, I just couldn't think about anything but but wanting to, to die, you know? that And that's the honest honesty of it all and that was obviously when my mental health was at its worst but there is a difference that I've learned since that between um feeling you'll be better off if you'd if you were dead and wanting to die there's a big difference in that um and I'm going to talk about that more at a later stage but it basically is really is quite a difference in, in what it is that you want to do and I learned that it wasn't that I wanted to be dead. I just thought things would be better off if I died because the pain would be over. Um, and that was what rock bottom really looked like for me. But how to keep good mental health? And the main thing for me was a lady called Trina Gazard, who is a counsellor and hypnotherapist, got in touch with me and said, would you like to come and come along and see me? And I'm a very much, I will literally try anything person. And I thought, what, what harm can it do? 
and um she really got me to learn all these different things and told me you know it was you know it's quite normal to feel the way that you feel but here's all the strategies which i can't talk through all of them with you now because there are so many of them and we'll do a different session on it i think at some point but um for me what i've learned now is a main thing about how to deal with it is how to recognize if you're struggling and everybody struggles you don't have to go through the trauma that i've been through to struggle with your mental health we're all bloody different and anything can set you off and it's okay and you don't have to think well I shouldn't I shouldn't feel bad because there's so many other people out there in worse situations than me because actually yeah but your worst is your worst you know there isn't it's not a top trumps of who's more sad than the other person and that's an important thing to remember if you feel crap you feel crap and you need to do something about it now, obviously, I'm a talker and I'm a massive advocate of talking to people. Um, I feel that that's really super important is to be sharing how you're feeling with anybody, really. Um, if you don't want to do it with anyone you know, go and see a counsellor or a hypnotherapist. Use it as a diary. Dump everything on them and then you walk away. That's how I bless Trina. But that's how I deal with her now. I go in like blah, blah, blah. they walk out going, oh, that's better. I feel so great now for just dumping that all on her um and she takes it really well um main things only spend time with the people that you like i've really learned that um I'm, again i'm going to talk about that more at another point because i feel like it needs to be elaborated on um and that you should treat your mind health as much the same way that we treat our body we've got to change our thinking you go to the gym to exercise your body to keep your body healthy there's lots of things you should do to keep your mind ha healthy talking speaking to a counsellor in any which way that you want to do it that is super important so thank you for listening and happy mental health week cheers guys <laughs>